Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, saints. It's a blessed morning to be back in the building. This is actually my first time back in, in service since the whole COVID thing, so I'm super excited. Uh, if we would all stand for the reading of God's word. We'll be coming from the 150th Psalms. Please join me as I read along. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his firmament of his power. Praise him for the mighty acts. Praise him accordingly to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery of the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him in the string instruments and organs. Praise him upon Lord's cymbals. Praise him upon the highest sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. And now if you will bow your heads with me as I, as I pray. Lord, we come to you as humbly as we know how. And Lord, this is me personally, my first time back in here from since COVID has taken over this nation. Through a very low place, Lord, a lot of us have, have learned a lot, have gone through a lot, and have, have, have grown a lot over this past year and a half, Lord. All news has not been bad news for me and my family, Lord, but the, the thing I want to thank you about, uh, thank you for, Lord, not only for COVID, it's just for the low places. And the low places is where we learn, Lord. The low places are where we build. The low places are where we become great, Lord. Lord, I can't, I can't think of anything great in my life that I didn't learn from a low place. We always appreciate you, Lord, for, for the great things and for the blessings. But, Lord, it's, it's rare that we find the time to thank you for the galvanizing process of the low places in our life. I can't, I can't thank you enough, Lord. I look back and I look at my family and I look at the people that are around me and surround me and look at all the blessings that have made it through and have learned so much in this last year and a half about themselves, about their God, and about their relationship with their Lord, Lord. I, I don't find it necessary, Lord, and I don't even, even want to thank you for all the good things, all the blessings that I, I didn't see because we, we revel in those times a lot, but just, Lord, the hard times that have taught us, the hard times that have brought us together, the hard times that, that have helped us reach out to family members we haven't seen and to, and to people that we haven't talked to in, in a long time, to getting over a lot of the petty beefs and, and different things, putting a lot of things aside and just galvanizing and bringing us back together, Lord. I, that, that is all that I really want to thank you for today. As I end this prayer, Lord, I just want to thank you for letting my daughter see what her first year of birth and letting my family make it through and letting everybody who is here in attendance today be able to wake up with another breath. These and all other things we bless in your name, Lord. Amen. So what, what I got from that was in all things, give thanks. <laughs> in all things, give thanks. You might be tired. You might be weary. But in all things, give thanks. In all things, hallelujah, give thanks. In all things, Lord. 
in all things give thanks. In the hard times, in the bad times, in the crying, in the hurting, in the headaches, in the heartaches, in the sleepiness, in all things give. This is the day. This is the day. You might not like, like how it looks, but this is still the day. Hallelujah. Come on, open up your mouth if this is still the day. Open up your mouth if this is still the day. It is the day. So open up your mouth. What are you waiting for? Open up your mouth. Begin to give God glory today. He's worthy to be praised. In all things give thanks. In all things give thanks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful power. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty works. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty works. Mighty are the works of your hand. 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 Mighty, mighty. Lord, you're so mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Hallelujah to Jesus. He's mighty, he's mighty, he's mighty. Testify to your neighbor and say, he's mighty, he's mighty. 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 There's nothing that he cannot do. There's no, no battle that he hasn't already won. So open up your mouth and begin to give God glory. Hallelujah. Let everything that has breath, praise ye in the Lord. Let everything you have breath in your body, so praise ye in the Lord. Hallelujah. Worship your name, Lord. Hey. Yeah, right here, say, Child, Lord, you're mighty. 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 Lord, you're powerful. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're sovereign. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're mighty. And Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Oh, Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Oh, Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Oh, Lord, you're mighty. Oh, Lord, you're mighty. Oh, Lord, you're mighty. Oh, Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Oh Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You set your glory above the heavens and the earth. When I think of all you made, the sun, the moon, and the stars,
mighty God. What a holy. I'm trying to let it go. What a holy. What a mighty. What a mighty God. What a holy God. What a righteous king. What a wonderful savior. What a beautiful God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God you are. What a mighty God. If you serve a mighty God, open up your mouth. Behind your mask, it's okay. Open up your mouth and give him glory. He's a wonderful God. He's a mighty God. Open up. I see nothing but testimonies in this room. Nothing but walking, living, breathing testimonies in this room. So what are you waiting for? Open up your mouth and give God glory. He's worthy to be praised. He's awesome in all of his ways. There's none one, there's no one on this earth like him. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is his name in all of the earth. Open up your mouth and give him glory. Open up your mouth and give him glory. Yeah, what a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Ghost. of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you now, my sister, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Let the church say amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. God has brought us safely through another week. He has provided for every single need in our lives. And we are grateful. We are glad. If you know that God is good to you and you're grateful, would you give him some kind? Give him some kind of praise. Our mighty God. Almighty God, you may be seated. He is mighty indeed. Welcome to everybody who is here in the sanctuary, those who have chosen to come out and to worship in the building, and welcome to those who are joining us virtually, uh, who are worshiping online in the e-congregation. We're grateful for the technology that allows us to be together, and we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible. Wherever you are, whether you're in the building or anywhere around the world, we are grateful for the opportunity to be able to worship together again. Uh, let me make a few observations at this point. Uh, there is a card of thanks from Minister Tracy Ross, uh, soon to be Dr. Tracy Wa Ross, uh, I want to thank my Mount Calvary family for all of the love and support shown to me on yesterday at my relocation drive-through celebration. Uh, I was outdone. You all are the best church family this side of heaven, and I love you dearly. Thank you for allowing me to serve alongside of you for almost 20 years. I'll be carrying you to Texas in my heart. May God continue to bless you richly, sincerely, Tracy Ross. Thank you, Miss Tracy. Uh, Kingston 
Collins, one of our graduating seniors, uh, sent a card to thank us so much. We'll see about getting it posted uh, on, uh, on the Facebook page to thank us for our thoughtfulness and generosity. Your well wishes and gifts will help me to transition into college with ease. I'm humbled and grateful that I have an amazing village to support and love me. That's from Kingston Collins, daughter of Marisha and Brett Collins. We do have a card of thanks from Sister Deborah and Toya Million. Uh, thank you uh, and the Mount Calvary Nation for your prayers, cards, and tokens of love expressed during the loss of my mother and Toya's grandmother. Your support and the support of the bereavement ministry blessed us uh, over and abundantly more than we could ask. That's from Sister uh, Deborah Million. And a card of thanks from uh, the Gaddy, McAfee, and McCleskey families, Miss Denise McAfee and her family, dear Mount Calvary family, in a time like this, God has shined his light through you by the spiritual, financial, and emotional support you provided us. Your prayers have given us strength during this time of bereavement and has truly touched our hearts, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We ask that God continue to bestow his blessings upon you, and that's from the Gaddy, McAfee, and McCleskey families. Let's continue to keep them in our prayers. Uh, Deacon Ron McCleskey is at home. I talked to him yesterday. He is out of rehab and back at home and doing much better. Uh, let's continue to pray for him as well until we can see him back in the sanctuary. Excuse me. Uh, today and next Sunday, don't forget um, that the RP Blazing Stars, that is uh, a local drill team that is uh, actually headed by one of our members, Ryan Phillips. Um, they are going to be having a fish fry fundraiser today and next Sunday. It will be in the parking lot right next door, um, $10.00 or $12 are the dinner prices, fried fish, fried chicken, uh, etc. Taria Cooper and Riley Manuel, are either of those young ladies here? Taria is back in the back? All right. And Riley Manuel, they are both members of uh, the RP Blazing Stars, and, uh, and we want to make sure that we support our own, okay? That's today. Uh, right after service, you don't have to go home and cook. Just go on next door and get you something to eat. Uh, today, we do want to honor another group of, uh, of essential workers, those who uh, helped the rest of us through the difficult times of the pandemic, uh, those who are first responders, um, certainly police, fire, uh, paramedics, that, that kind, that, those first responders, also food service and grocery, right? Uh, we had to eat while everything was going on, which meant they had to go and, uh, so, that, so that we could be fed. And we appreciate all of them. Uh, the, the people that I'm about to name, if you're in the building, would you stand so that we can recognize you after service? I will meet you at the door in the lobby. Mount Calvary has a gift just to say thank you. Um, but if you're in here, uh, stand if you would. Miss Alicia Pitts, are you here? 
All right. Um, I'm not sure what GM clerk means. Um, it's grocery man. Thank you. Uh, grocery manager, clerk at Meyer. Um, thank you, Miss Alicia Pitts, if you're watching right now. Thank you for your service. Linda Donald, are you in the building? God bless you. Thank you for your service. She is a personal shopper and, uh, and pastor accoster at Walmart. Officer Mina Steele, God bless you, ma'am. Thank you for your service with the Clayton Police Department. Keith Tremell, are you here? Yes, sir. Thank you for your service. Um, manager of post office vending and Moles vending. God bless you, sir. Thank you for your service. And Beverly Cox Desar. God bless you. Thank you so much for your service. She is a cashier at Walmart. Certainly, we, uh, we thank all of those people for, uh, for your, continu your continued service during the pandemic. Um, and I believe there are some others who, uh, who, have, who will have bags at the back also uh, from some of the past recognitions. If you're here, Gwen Lake, Toy and Million, Diane Phillips, uh, Kiwana Tanner. Um, you can come back to the back if you are here just after service and I have something for you, all right? Uh, baptism candidates are not back in yet. That's all right. Let's go on then. Um, we're going to get ready to continue in our worship. The music ministry is coming to take us further in worship, and then we're going to Acts 26. All right, Acts 26. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know sometimes we get caught up in everything around us, but regardless of what's going on, if we could just take time out just to tell Jesus that we love him today and that he's worthy of all of our praise. Can you just lift your hands at this moment? And I just want to say that I love you more than anything. I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign on the throne, for you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. I lift, I lift my hands. We can sing it all together. Adoration to you. You reign, you reign on, on the 
loved us first. He loved us while we were yet unlovable. And so we love him. your heart's cry, would you just slip your hands up to him and tell him how much you love him. Just tell him how much you love him. Just tell him how much you love him. What a wonderful Savior. Who wouldn't serve this God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I was a kid, they used to sing, this is my earnest plea. Y'all remember that? More love, oh Christ, to thee. More love to thee. sing that just a little bit and we'll move on this is my earnest plea more love oh Christ more love oh Christ to thee more love more love to And verse 1, reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scripture. And here's what it says. Then Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. That's enough. You may be seated. by way of reminder since January of 2020, the Mount Calvary Nation has been studying what it means to be the church, to live church rather than just to have church, to be church, what it means to be the temple of the Holy Ghost, to be the house of God, to be the place where the spirit of the living God resides. We are learning the truth of what the scripture says in Acts chapter 17 at verse 24 that the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. We are coming to terms with the fact that the church building is not God's dwelling place. We are. As my father used to sing when he got happy, out of all the places that he could be, he comes to live in me. 
And since the spring of last year, we have been slow walking through the book of Acts. And in our study, we were last in the, the uh, 20th chapter of Acts when Paul was bidding farewell to the Ephesian elders. And we looked at how Paul refers to these overseers, to these pastors in Ephesians chapter 20 and what it reveals about church leadership. And let me just say parenthetically, uh, because there were many people after I preached that sermon who were concerned, um, many who were asking, who made pastor mad? Who was pastor trying to set straight preaching about leadership? Is somebody messing with reverend? As a matter of fact, somebody asked my wife, is there somebody that we need to take care of? <laughs> and listen, I appreciate the support and the sentiment, but I have to tell you, I have to tell you, that sermon wasn't directed at anybody. It was directed at everybody. All we're doing is walking through the book of Acts, and that was the next passage, all right? And I do hope, at Mount Calvary, I do hope that y'all know me well enough to know that it is not my privilege to use the platform that God has given me to get anybody told. That's not, the, that's not what we do here. <laughs> All right. If there were any credible leadership struggles going on, you would never know it from the pulpit. That's just not how we operate. All right. That's all right. I just preach the word. Now back to what we're talking about today. So when we left off in chapter 20, Paul is on his way to Jerusalem. He feels the tug of the Holy Ghost to go there. And all he knows is that bonds and affliction await him. Hard times and imprisonment await him. But he knows that he's got to go. He has to go in order to fulfill his God-given assignment. He's completing his third missionary journey, and in spite of all the warnings that he is getting from his friends not to go to Jerusalem, he ends up there in Jerusalem. And when he arrives at Jerusalem, at first he is received warmly, the Bible says, but it is there in Jerusalem where all the trouble that is predicted, all the trouble that's prophesied, does indeed come to pass. One day while he's at the temple, some Jews who were there stirred up some mess saying that Paul was the one who had been preaching against them and their laws. He gets dragged out of the temple and beaten. They're trying to kill him. It got so bad that the Roman soldiers had to come and break it up. <clears throat> Paul ends up being arrested and bound in chains. But he gets to tell his story in chapter 22. Then over in chapter 23, Paul has to stand before the Sanhedrin and a fight breaks out between the Sadducees and the Pharisees and it gets so bad that the commander was afraid that Paul was going to be torn in pieces. So he ordered that Paul would be removed and the next day uh, there's some Jews and they, are, they hatch a plot to kill Paul but Paul's nephew gets wind of it and reports it and long story short, Paul ends up being transferred, transferred to uh, Caesarea or Caesarea uh, 
you can pronounce it like you want to the actual Greek pronunciation is Caesarea and uh, Paul gets to tell his story there in Caesarea to Governor Felix right and under Felix Paul ends up staying in prison for two years then over in chapter 25 Festus replaces Felix as the governor when Felix gets down to Caesarea or his uh, Caesarea he holds court he calls Paul in to respond to all these false allegations Festus wants to please the Jewish people and so he says to Paul how about this let why don't we take you to Jerusalem and we can conduct your trial there and Paul answers as the message Bible puts it I'm standing at this moment before Caesar's bar of justice where I have a perfect right to be and I'm going to stand here I've done nothing wrong to the Jews and you know it as well as I do. If I've committed a crime and deserve death, name the day. I can face it. But if there's nothing to their accusations and you know there isn't, nobody can force me to go along with their nonsense. We've fooled around here long enough. I appeal to Caesar. So Governor Festus says, all right, you're a Roman citizen, you appeal to Caesar, you can go to Caesar. A few days later, King Agrippa and his wife, uh, Bernice, they come down to Caesarea, and the governor says, Look, King, uh, I've got a prisoner that Felix, the last governor, was holding for two years, and the Jews have brought all kinds of allegations against him. His name is Paul, and, and they want us to put him to death. But I told him that's not the way the Romans do things. All they, all they really have against him is arguments about their religion and this man Jesus whom they say is dead and Paul says is alive. They wanted me to take him to Jerusalem for the trial but he has appealed to Caesar so I guess I'll just take him there. And King Agrippa says I want to hear this Paul for myself. And so the next day they hold this grand session, right? And King Agrippa and his wife Bernice make their grand entrance and everybody who is anybody is there. And Governor Festus stands up and says, the Jews want me to do away with this man, King Agrippa, but I've looked into the matter and there is no crime. And I can't send him to Caesar with no crime to say anything about that has been committed and that brings us then to chapter 26 where the king Agrippa looks at Paul and says these words speak for yourself and that's what I want to use the balance of my time to preach about today allow me just a little while I don't think my sermon is as long as my introduction let me preach from this subject speak for yourself all oh, saints, would that we would learn from the Apostle Paul because he understands. Paul gets it. He understands apparently that the mission of the church that Jesus built is to share the good news. It is to be witnesses. And as we start to wrap up this record of the Acts of the Apostles, we are reminded of how this book began when Jesus said back in chapter 1, he said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. Church, the Lord is still looking for somebody who will take the stand on his behalf. 
The Lord is still looking for witnesses who will take the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ to a world that doesn't know him. No matter what else we do. Do you hear me? No matter what else we do, our mission remains the same. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and I'll be with you always. Whatever else we do, however many, however, however many programs we have, whatever innovations we come up with, the mission remains the same. Share the good news, period. And I believe that we can learn from the Apostle Paul here as he speaks up because if we examine this text, we will find that there are some assets that Paul possesses which enable him to speak for himself. I believe that on close inspection, we will find that we also have these assets in common with Paul. Let's look at them. First of all, Paul has, number one, a history. Paul has a history. It's in verses 9 through 11. Look at what Paul says. I was a Pharisee who thought it was my duty to oppose this Jesus with everything I had. I threw believers in jail. I voted for their execution. I would go from synagogue to synagogue looking for these Christian believers, trying to force them to deny Jesus. Paul had a history in opposition to Jesus. And before we go in too hard on Paul, I believe that if we were to be honest with ourselves, truth be told, we have this in common with Paul. Oh, I doubt that most of us were persecuting Christians. We weren't dragging Christians out of churches and beating them. We may not have opposed Jesus in that way, but we do have a history of opposition to Jesus. There was a time in our lives, there is a period in all of our history when we opposed Jesus. We opposed him by the way we lived. We opposed him by the way we carried ourselves, by the blatant sins that we committed against him. We opposed him by not accepting the gift of eternal life that he offers. All of us at some point in our lives stood in opposition to the Lord. Some opposed him from the outside. You've got the testimony, you've got the history that you were in the streets. Some opposed him from the club. Some opposed him from the crack house. But then there are some of us who opposed him from right in the church house. All I'm trying to say is we all have a history. You already know what Romans 3 declares. For all have sinned. Everybody. You know 1 John 1, 8. Uh, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Everybody has a history. Now, certainly we don't dwell on it. Many of us are ashamed of it. We're not going to glorify it. But rest assured, no matter how well we clean up, no matter how sharp the suit, how fancy the robe is, how crisp the usher uniform, 
how straight the deacon tie, no matter how stiff the preacher collar, how eloquent the sermon, how melodious the voice, how big the church hat, how holy the dance is that you see now. We all have a history. But thanks be to God. That's not all that Paul has. Not only does Paul have a history that allows him to speak for himself, but then secondly, he has a testimony. That's number two. I'm in the text. Paul says in verse 11, I was so obsessed with persecuting them that I even hunted them down in foreign cities. He said, on one of these journeys, I was on my way to Damascus with the authority and the commission of the chief priests. It was about noon, and I saw a great light that was brighter than the sun, and I fell to the ground, and I heard somebody call my name, Saul. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you out to get me? Why do you insist on going against the grain? And I said, who are you, sir? And he said, I'm Jesus, the one you're persecuting. Paul, the one with the history, now had a testimony. While he was on his way to do wrong, Jesus stopped him. Jesus arrested him. Jesus confronted him. Jesus knocked him down to pick him up. That's his testimony. And now, when given the opportunity, because he has his own testimony, he can speak for himself. And I do have a sneaking suspicion that there is somebody in here who shares that in common with Paul. I have a hunch that there are some people under the sound of my voice right now, some people sitting in the sanctuary, some people watching me on their phone, some people sitting in front of their computer who can testify for yourself when I was on my way to do my own thing. On my way to a burning hell and enjoying the ride. I saw the light. Jesus stopped me. Jesus arrested me. Is there anybody who's grateful that not only do you have a history, but you also have a testimony? If you're not ashamed to tweet it, if you're not ashamed to post it, to share it, to comment it, if you're close enough to somebody, you can just tell them, I may have a history, but I also have a testimony. That's why you can't make me feel too bad about it. Because yes, I may have a past. Yes, I may have a past, but I also have a present. And thank God I have a future. And while I may not be where I want to be and may not be all I should be, thank God I'm not where I was. I used to be. I used to be a liar, but but I got a testimony. I used to be a cheater, but God. I used to be a whoremonger. I used to be a user. I used to be a drug addict. I used to be a manipulator. I used to be a feminine. I used to be a backbiter, but God. I, listen, I like the way the hymnologist put it. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have light in my soul for which long I have sought. Thank you. Since Jesus came into my heart, floods of joy over my soul. You're not feeling that all right? How about this one? Shackled by a heavy burden, 
beneath a load of guilt and shame. But then the hand of Jesus touched me and now I am no longer the same. That's not yours. All right, how about this? I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry and from the waters he lifted me, now safe. Reverend, that's too churchy. All right, how about this? I like the words of that soul prophet. Y'all know her as Nina Simone. Here's what she said. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. Did I go too far? I'm sorry. Here, let me come on back to church then. Fanny Crosby said it like this. This is my story and this is my song. I'm praising my Savior. Mm. I can speak for myself. You can't tell it because you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. Yes, I have a history, but thank God I also have a testimony. But then finally, Paul can speak for himself because first of all, he got a history. Secondly, he has a testimony. But then finally, he understands that he has a duty. That's number three. He has a duty. When the Lord Jesus stops Paul on the Damascus Road, Paul says after he, after he identified himself, he said, now get up and go. I have a job for you to do. The reason I appeared to you was so that you could be a witness of what you've seen. I saved you so you could go tell somebody else what you've seen me do in your life so that they can know that I can do the same thing in their life. Your duty is to open their eyes. Your duty is to turn them from darkness to light. You have a duty, Paul, to turn them from the power of Satan to God so that they can be forgiven and find their place in the family of God. And saints, we've got the same duty as Paul. Now that we're saved, now that we've experienced the life-changing, life-giving, powerful gospel of Jesus Christ, we as his church, we as his people, we as his witnesses have a duty, a responsibility to say what we've seen. If you've seen a miracle in your life, speak for yourself. If you've seen him make a way out of no way for you, speak for yourself. If you've seen him remake your messy life, speak for yourself. If you've seen him exchange the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness, speak for yourself. If you've seen him open doors, if you've seen him save lives, speak for Yourself and can I tell you this? You don't have to be a preacher to speak for yourself. You may not have degrees and letters behind your name, 
You may not have a congregation of hundreds or thousands of people. You may never stand behind a sacred desk. You may never get the public mic. You may never don a robe. You may never ever be called minister or reverend or pastor or evangelist or bishop but if you have a history and if you have a testimony then you have a duty to tell what you've seen I told you I was going to be short let me go ahead and close can I tell you the truth today you've seen enough to speak for yourself you've been through enough to speak for yourself you've lived through enough to speak for yourself you have endured enough to speak for yourself you've survived enough to speak for yourself you made it this far so you can speak for yourself you've seen enough mountains moved out of your way so you can speak for yourself you've seen enough valleys be exalted so you can speak for yourself you've seen him make a way where there didn't seem to be a way so you can speak for yourself I've come to tell you you can say like the woman at the well come see a man come see a man you go back to the people you used to run with go back to the people who knew you when go back to the people who knew the old you go back and tell them come see a man who picked me up come see a man who turned my life around come see a man who cleaned me up come see a man who delivered me come see a man who saved me out of my sin come see a man who fixed my heart who regulated my mind who changed my walk who elevated my talk come see a man who restored my joy as a matter of fact come see a man who was hung up for my hang-ups come see a man who was wounded for my transgression come see a man who was bruised for my iniquities come see a man who gave me peace come see a man who healed me by his stripes come see a man who died on a hill called Calvary come see a man who was buried in Joseph's new tomb but come see the man who right early on a Sunday morning got up with all power in his hand come see the man who got up from the grave just for me 
Here's what you do. Tell your story so that you can tell his story. If you tell somebody what he did for you, it will open the door to tell them what he did for us. Is there anybody here who knows that God has done something for you? Did he pick you up? Did he turn you around? Did he clean you up? Did he save your soul? Did he heal your body? Did he transform your mind? What has God done for you? Because if he did it for you, he can do it for them. If he saved you, he can save them. If he saved you, he can save your daughter. If he delivered you, he can deliver your son. If he brought you out, he can bring them out. If he cleaned you up, he can clean them up. All is not lost. There is still hope. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare sit down. Don't you dare quit praying. Don't you dare shut your mouth. Open your mouth and tell your story. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. You got enough soul. You can write a book. You can write a novel. You just have to change the names to protect the guilty. But you can speak for yourself. this grow that's that's how this works that's how it operates huh they don't need to hear pastor they need to hear you they don't need to hear me tell them they need to hear you they need to know where you've been they need to know what you've been through they need to see the mountains listen I got scars from where I've been but God brought me you tell them why when I get the chance I act up that's why when you give me the opportunity I gotta open my mouth that's why don't nobody have to beg me to praise him because he's done too much I've I've been through too much not yes sir to worship him that's it take me to the seven I've been through too much that's it oh not to worship him oh I, I hate these masks because can't nobody see your facial expression so you got to put it all in your eyes. Look at somebody and just say, I've been through too much. Can you see it in my eyes? I've been through too much. Not 
Oh yes. Oh yes. Ah. Not to worship him. look out and I see a Deborah Waters who whose kidneys failed and God just gave her another one and I see her praising him I know she can speak for herself <laughs> when 
I look over and I see Brother Soup who goes through his own struggles, but you'd never know it when he has to drag himself in and sit on the floor. <laughs> but he's still kicking. I lost her. There she is. <laughs> see my mom sitting on the bench over there. I never heard of anybody diagnosed with Alzheimer's 20 years ago who still takes care of themselves, who still cooks, who still drives, who still runs everybody else. You can tell your own story. When I look down here, I see my father-in-law who just a few short weeks ago had a stroke and now is giving it to him whatever you got your own story One time, but to God be the glory. Come on, to God. To God be the glory for the He's done for the things He's done for the things He's done for the things He's done. For the ways he's made, for the way he's made, for the way he's made, for the way he's made, for the things he's done, 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 for the things he's done. I'm sorry, one more time, come on. To God be the glory, to God be the glory, 
with the music that's what we worship we worship we don't stop with the uh-uh stop we don't stop with the music come on lift it up lift it to him lift it yes lord yes lord yes lord yes lord hallelujah hallelujah glory 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 hallelujah yes god Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. glory. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Yes, Lord. his name and you know what what amazes me afresh is how even that stuff that we thought had nothing to do with God even those places even those times that we thought maybe God had turned his back or didn't see what was going on all of that was working together for good to us who love the Lord and who are the called according to 
is purpose. And I know that most of us wish our story was a straight line. Most of us wish our story was a straight line from birth to God. But for most of us, our story is not a straight line. It has crooked paths and it has places that are dark and places that we can't even explain. But thank God, whatever the path, it led to him. awesome God we serve. So when the opportunity comes up, when the opportunity comes up again, speak for yourself. Let them know what God did in you and what he can do in them. Do you get it? Then let the church say amen. We only have a couple more chapters in this book. We'll continue to see what the Lord is saying to the church through the book of Acts in the coming weeks if the Lord says the same. Listen, if you are here in the building and you are not sure that you're saved, if you're not sure you're saved, you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, listen, I've got some good news for you. God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, his unique one-of-a-kind son, that's Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Listen, he didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. That is good news. And check this out. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what you have to do. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says you shall be saved. That's good news. You're not too dirty. You haven't gone too far. You haven't been gone too long. Listen, if you're breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. If you're here and you're not sure that you're saved, not sure where you're going to spend eternity, would you slip your hand up so we can see who you are? Somebody will come to you. If you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, God bless you. God bless you. We see you. Somebody will come to you and tell you how you can be saved and know it. Is there anyone else who's in the building who's not sure that you're saved? Here's the second call. Maybe you're here. You're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity. You know without a shadow of a doubt where you're going when you leave here. But you know that the Lord wants you here in this place, in the Mount Calvary Church, as, as, uh, as your church family. If that's you, would you slip your hand up so we can know who you are? Somebody will come to where you are. You're saved already, but you know the Lord wants you to be a part of the Mount Calvary Church family. And this is a family. If he wants you here, we need you here so we can be all that he's called us to be. Those are the two calls. If you're watching online, you're on your computer, you're on your phone, you want to be saved, you want to give your life to Christ, that's fine. Type it in the chat, send us a message, let us know. 
that you want to give your life to Christ, you want to be saved, somebody will contact you this afternoon and will tell you what the Bible says about being saved. You can know today that you are saved and on your way to be with him forever. Also, if you want to be a part of the Mount Calvary Church family, if God wants you here, we need you here. Put it in the chat. Send us a message. Send us an email. Call the church, 937-268-6737. However you reach out, let us know. Somebody will reach back to you, and you can be a part of this part of God's family. Let the church say amen. Amen. I did want to let you know, uh, and I have been remiss in, uh, in not letting you know, uh, there are people who are joining every week, uh, people who are giving their lives to Christ, uh, people who are saying, I want to be baptized, those who are uh, joining the Mount Calvary family, uh, online, somebody every week. Uh, and I, I, I look forward to the opportunity of us all being together again uh, in the sanctuary if possible. But I know that, uh, that the reach goes far beyond the sanctuary. And I just wanted those who are coming to know that, uh, that there are people who are accepting Jesus Christ. Thank God for the power of his gospel. There was something else I want to mention before I give it over to Brother Jim. Thank you, sir. Oh, yes, thank you. Um, someone dropped a ring in the parking lot. Um, if you can describe it to Minister Donald in some detail, then uh, he'll give it to you if you lost a ring in the parking lot. Otherwise, um, I'm going to tuck it away for my wife's Christmas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, you can't just say it's round, okay? That's not enough. <laughs> yep, thank you. You can bring those on. We do thank God for those who have recently uh, given their lives to Christ and who were baptized today. Get my mask here. From the Wright Hill household, um, and actually, y'all's brother was supposed to be baptized, but he couldn't get off work today. So when he can get off work, we'll baptize him too. All right. Good. From the Mount Calvary family, we've got something special for you. This certificate of baptism certifies that Kalen Hill Wright was baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit on the 18th day of July. 2021 at Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, 3375, Pastor S.N. Winston, Senior Way, Dayton, Ohio. God bless you. I wasn't supposed to shake your hand, was I? That's okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And this faith right. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome to the family. Mount Calvary, let's thank God for them.
This week, the Ohio Baptist General Convention, Congress of Christian Education, will be meeting um, starting tomorrow night. No, pardon me, starting tomorrow during the day. Classes are twice a day, once in the morning starting at 9 o'clock, and then once in the evening starting at 5.30. All of those classes are virtual. Um, Mount Calvary has registered as a church, so as many of our members as want to can participate in the classes. Uh, you can go on to the OBGC website. It is OBGC 1896, OBGC1896.org, and you can get registered for one of the classes. Don't forget, on Wednesday night, the president of the Congress uh, is doing his address um, Dr. Mercedes Cunningham over at the Shiloh Church and, uh, and I took a little presidential prerogative and asked him because everything else is virtual this week but I asked him if he would do that um, that address live so that he could have some live support and I promised him uh, brother, brother President if nobody else is there me and Mount Calvary will be there Wednesday night at 7 o'clock at the Shiloh Church uh, on Fairbanks 3801, I believe it is, Fairbanks Avenue. If you would, uh, please support if you can. Uh, there is a marriage small group cookout. Uh, one of the things that has gone on during this pandemic, let me find it. Uh, one of the things that has gone on during this pandemic is that there has been a marriage small group that's been going on, and, uh, and any couple is invited. Um, is that right? Who... Any couple is invited to this cookout, right? All right. Any married couple is invited to this cookout. It is next Saturday at Art Van Atta Park. Next Saturday, Art Van Atta Park, um, Shelter 2. It begins at 4 and ends at 8. It begins at 4 and ends at 8. That is next Saturday. Today is the last day to register. Is that right? Okay. Uh, Elder Damone said tomorrow. You can register online. Nope, you got to call Brother Damone. All right. And his number is, take this down, 937-307-5262. 937-307-5262 to get registered for the marriage small group cookout. We need to know how many people are coming next Saturday. Don't forget to tune in on Tuesday night of this week for the Congress in particular, our own brother Christopher McClure, uh, Minister Christopher McClure, who is the president of the Youth and Young Adults for our state convention. Uh, he will be giving his address this Tuesday night. Uh, don't come to Shiloh. It's not live. He has already recorded it, but tune in. On the, uh, on the Ohio Baptist General Facebook page, or I think we'll be able to share it to the Mount Calvary Facebook page as well. Tune in Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. We are looking forward to next Sunday. Is that right, Ms. Ash? Minister Ashley, who is our Interim Children's Ministry Director, uh, is getting, she's getting the children ready. Uh, the children are going to lead our worship experience next week. It's time uh, for us to for them to get back involved in service. Um, and as a matter of fact, apparently more than just um, more than just on one particular Sunday, I did get a text from one of the children 
in the, uh, in the congregation who shall remain nameless, but I got a text during service today uh, that said, and no offense, but they said there's too many old people singing. <laughs> and by old, they mean over 16. No problem, kids. I hear you. And if you want to participate, then you're going to participate. I keep telling you, the thing that kept me in church was that y'all kept me busy. Right? You didn't make me wait. You let me do stuff. Right? All right. Good. So that's next Sunday. Children are going to take it, and we're glad about it. All right. I think that's all I got. But Jim, you come on, and you can close us out. God bless you. Uh, my wife and kids are not here because we've got a kid with um, hand, foot, and mouth, or hoof and mouth, or whatever you call it, um, who's dealing with all that kind of all those symptoms today. So y'all, y'all pray for Bailey, would you? So if you're in the building and you want to either tithe, benevolence, or uh, offering, the deacons will be waiting at the back of the church uh, upon your exit. Please put your any money in an envelope. Uh, if you need an envelope, raise your hand and the, the usher should attend you. Uh, if you're online, there's two ways to give, either Givelify or Cash App. It should be popping up on the screen sometime soon. As far as instructions exiting after uh, after church, please obey the order of the usher as we exit out uh, this afternoon. And if you will, we can stand and, and take the benediction. Dear Lord, may your strength sustain us throughout this week. May your power, Lord, preserve us. May your hands protect us, and God, may your way direct us. Lord, we ask that the love that you have for us keeps us through the day, through the night, and through the rest of the week till we meet again. These and all of the blessings we ask in your name, Lord. Amen. There will also be a closing video if you pay attention to the screen on your way out, but please pay attention to the ushers as they direct us out. smartphone, the Cash App, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.